Welcome to The Everglow, a podcast with real advice you can actually use to live a better, happier life, especially if you're an empath. No burning sage, no crystals, no BS. Join me as I travel the world sharing the valuable lessons I learned. Hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever it is that you're listening to this to get new episode updates. up everybody i'm just gonna jump right into it it's been a little while since i've done a podcast and i was hoping to do this on a more regular basis but then as life starts up again even though we're still immersed in this whole COVID thing um you know other things start taking priority over what should be a priority so here i'm back and uh, i have a lot to talk about but today uh specifically i want to talk about dealing with conspiracy theorists and knowing how to keep your peace mentally when talking with people Now, over the years, I would say one of my addictions, maybe pitfalls, has been I would argue with people about stupid things. I'll give you a ton of examples, and I'm sure you've been there as well. And I don't know if it's an empath thing, but it can definitely affect you much more if you are an empath. So, for example, I remember I was an undergrad, undergrad, and there was this girl named Sandra, and I had used the word endeavor, you know, E N D. E-A-V-O-R. And with the word endeavor, you know, people thought of the space shuttle endeavor, but I'd used it as a verb in a sentence. So, you know, that person endeavored to finish his master's degree, for example. Well, she got into an argument with me saying that I can't use it as a verb. It's not a verb. And I don't know why, but I got into this big argument with her. I mean, back then there wasn't like you know, cell phones where you could just type it into your cell phone or Google it. But I was like, when I look back on it, it's like, man, if somebody doesn't know something or their mind isn't open to learning new things, then why do you want to waste your time trying to shove it down their throats? People want, a lot of people want to be willfully ignorant. And maybe that's a good thing for them because as I've learned over time, um, there's a bliss in ignorance. You know that uh, saying, right? blissful ignorance. And so I used to find myself fighting with people and arguing with them, trying to like shove facts down their throats, trying to get them to open their mind to understand and learn new things. And it would be so, especially as an empath, it'd be so draining for me because my brain would try to comprehend them. I would try to, even after the argument or the discussion was over, I'd go home thinking, man, how come this person isn't understanding this? Or how come they're so steadfast in their their belief that's so clearly based on uh you know fallacies and over time i realized just how draining it was because the conversation wouldn't end with that person on that day so for example with that girl in undergrad the argument over the word endeavor didn't end in the office that day because I took it home with me and I kept trying to play it out in my mind how this person doesn't understand the simple word or why they won't accept that there are other meanings to this word. And uh, as the years went on, and especially in the last few years, I kind of realized that as an empath, you're giving your energy away for free. And the biggest lesson you can take from these podcasts, I hope, is that as an empath, you should stop giving it away. 
Because just like we've talked about in prior episodes where time is something you can't get back and it's so invaluable, while you can get your energy back, it's also very valuable. Because as an empath, when you get drained, you get drained much more than, let's say, your average person. And so it takes you time to recover psychologically from dealing with uh, people that drain your energy. Now, when it comes to these meaningless debates, you're going to find more and more and more of them these days, especially with this whole Trump era and the divisiveness of, I'm not going to say politics, but the divisiveness of humanity, uh, at least in America, especially right now, because I hate using the word politics because everybody just throws everything under the rubric of politics, even though things like climate change and humanitarianism, in my belief, have nothing to do with politics, but they those events have and those things have been politicized. But you're going to find in this day and age, especially in the last three years, wow, I mean, the number of conspiracy theorists I meet and talk to and the crazy things they believe, I mean, I've been drained on more than one occasion. And every time afterwards, I always ask myself, man, why did I just let myself do that? I guess it's my own failing because I I always have a hard time stepping away from a, a debate because I always believe the truth is the most important thing. And I can't sit there quietly while somebody just spouts lies and bullshit. And I just have to like bite my tongue and nod because as an empath, just hearing such nonsense drains me emotionally. So in some weird way, me fighting and arguing with people about truth is my way of trying to stop the energy drain. Now, one thing you can do when you deal with these tin foil hat conspiracy theorists is uh, walk away. Don't even like smile and nod because I found doing that doesn't really work because they want you to agree with them and you just sitting there listening to the nonsense drains you. So your best bet is to really just kind of get up and leave and don't even agree with them or just change the subject as quickly as you can. Now, the thing with conspiracy theorists, and there are more of them now than ever, or maybe they've just come out of the woodwork. I think there are just more of them actually because they seem to just be programmed by whatever they've heard on whatever fake news channel they watch. But, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. They're very easy to spot because most conspiracy theorists all believe the same things. Uh, they all believe 9-11, meaning September 11th, uh, when the Twin Towers were crashed into by planes. They all believe that was a government set up to pass a Patriot Act. They all believe that there's something called the deep state. They all believe Donald Trump's their god. Um, even though he's never been to a church in his life, probably. Uh, they all believe whatever you, whatever weird thing you can think they believe, right? They all believe that the government's listening to every word you say, ready to jump on you. And yeah, probably there are systems that monitor phone calls, and I wouldn't doubt that. Uh, but a lot of them just live life in this fear, really in this kind of fear. They think, for example... Democrats are out to take their guns. Um, what else? There's a million of them. I'm sure I'll think of more. But it's usually easy to spot these people because usually when they have those one or two bizarre beliefs, like 9-11, for example, or this deep state nonsense, they generally think a hundred other conspiracy theories that pretty much conspiracy theorists all subscribe to. So with that being said, I wanted to put together a quick list of conspiracy theories and when you hear somebody believe in some of these more than like one or two 
then they probably believe in all of them and try to keep your conversations with these kinds of people very superficial. Uh, because if you start tangling with them, you're going to lose. Um, they're, they're just so programmed and stuck in their ways and unwilling to open their mind to new knowledge that you as an empath are going to get extremely drained and it's not worth it. So here are some of the conspiracy theories that you need to pay attention to when you're talking with people because often I notice with conspiracy theorists, they don't usually keep them to themselves. They want to promote the ignorance, right? So number one, well, I already mentioned this one, the 9-11 cover-up. Uh, number two, they think secret societies control the world. Yes, they think the Illuminati or some rich family in Germany or wherever they are meet with a couple other rich families every year in some secret location and they dictate what's going to happen on planet Earth of over 6 billion people. That's how sad this is. But yes, they actually think their whole life is controlled by four people they've never met. Fantastic. Um, oh, here's one. The moon landings were faked. I love this one. I love this one because when you ask them, well, how are the moon landings faked or why do you think that? They bring up this nonsense of they say, well, if you look at the picture of the guy planting the American flag on the moon, the American flag is actually fully extended and blowing in the wind, but there's no wind on the moon. And you're like, well, hmm, well, that kind of makes sense. Except that if you look it up and do some research, the brilliant people at NASA actually thought of that and they put a wire in the flag and they extended the flag uh, via a wire so that the flag would be fully extended because heaven forbid somebody knows how to put a space shuttle together and a rocket ship to go to the moon, but they don't know the simple fact that a flag wouldn't fly. So they preemptively or anticipatorily put wires in the flag. And the funny thing is when you bring that fact up to them, they quickly change the subject, these conspiracy theorists. Um, some of them even believe this Holocaust uh, revisionism idea that, oh, it didn't happen or the numbers are great, greatly exaggerated. Uh, I'm not even going to comment on that one. Uh, AIDS, HIV, they think it was created by the CIA. Uh, some government conspiracy <laughs> created AIDS, which I don't even know what to say about that, man. Uh because, yeah, what, even with this COVID thing, I've had this, I had a discussion with people, I've had discussions with people where I say, well, why would the government create this? And certainly it's certainly feasible. This was uh, created in a lab somewhere that I don't discount those possibilities. Uh, but p there are other people that think it's beyond that. They think it's purposely out there by the Chinese or the American government. And when I say, well, why would it purposely be out there? And the, some of them will say, well, population control. I'm like, wait, what? Population control? I mean, there are like over 6 billion people on the planet. If you want to have meaningful population control, wouldn't you need like a billion plus people to die? Like not just a few million. <laughs> and uh, of course, once you get them with that fact, the, the, the subject changes. And that's what you'll find. This is a good way to identify conspiracy theorists because if you engage in a debate with them and you present them with, some pretty irrefutable facts, they usually won't address them or change or consider changing their opinion. They'll just straight up try to argue with you or they'll change the subject. Uh, a good friend of mine I got into an argument with years ago who th thought 
you know, was, was an inside job and it, the buildings were imploded. Planes can bring them down. You know, one of the, the tenets of their arguments were that the steel I beams, those steel, you know, beams you see going across buildings, which basically create the structure. He was saying, there's no way that, uh, those beams could have melted because it's impossible. The heat's not strong enough from a plane crashing into them or a fire to melt those beams. And fair, fair enough argument. If you don't understand, you know, mechanical engineering and things like that, which I don't pretend to know. And that person making the comment was also not a mechanical engineer, but lo and behold, uh, national geographic did some debunking and I'm pretty sure national geographic's not some sort of nefarious, corrupt organization, just a guess, but I'm standing by that. Uh, national geographic did this thing where they took a pool of, uh, I don't even think it was jet fuel. It was just some, it was probably something that burns even less than at a lower temperature than jet fuel. It was just a regular fire kind of thing. And they suspended a short I beam across this fire pit. And they, they didn't even set the, here's the thing. They didn't even set or try to set the I beam on fire. They just put a fire below it for a period of time. And sure enough, it on video, over a, and I don't remember now. You can look it up yourself. But over a period of time, of the fire being underneath an I beam, and this is an I beam, by the way, that's not even supporting anything. It's literally just suspended over a fire pit. Believe it or not, I was even surprised to see it myself. I, this really strong, robust I beam with enough heat actually began to sag a little bit, then droop, and then literally like almost broke in half and fell right into the fire pit, and. It was kind of a, it was an interesting experiment to see because hey science. And anyways, I remember like the problem is when you bring up these facts to these nine eleven conspiracy theorists, instead of addressing the fact that you just obliterated their argument, their central argument for why nine eleven was an inside job, they quickly change the subject to something else like, oh well, the Pentagon didn't really have a plane run into it because there were no witnesses. It was a missile. And it's like, well, wait, I just cut down your point about the Twin Towers going down and you didn't address it. And you'll find that with conspiracy theorists, they're very hard-headed. And I don't mean to diss them, but it's because they don't want to know more. And my paralegal has always taught me, told me this, and she's co completely correct, because you see this with legal clients sometimes. Sometimes you'll get a legal client that they've done a bit of Google searching or a little bit of internet research, and they think they know the law in your practice area as well as you do or better. And she's always told me, be very careful with these people. And she's absolutely right because people that know a little that think they know everything are very dangerous um, because they, they're not willing to know or expand their mind. An example is my dad's an electrical engineer. I would never argue with him about building a circuit board. If he told me this is how a circuit is built and here's how electricity and whatever is conducted through it, I wouldn't argue with him about how it was wrong. I would certainly be inquisitive. I'd point out things that didn't make sense and I'd ask for more information, but I wouldn't fight with them on it. And so the issue with these conspiracy theorists, and there's so many of them these days, is they can really take you down a rabbit hole, which doesn't serve you because at the end of the day, it's wasted energy from you. You don't have the ability as an empath or any, but you, and nor as a logical thinker to change their mind and you benefit nothing from it. 
So people want to live with their ignorance. That's fine. It's not your job to save them. And the same goes for everything in life, because as empaths, we often want to try to understand other people. As empaths, we often want to try to change other people's minds. And the best thing I've ever done for myself over the last few years, and I definitely still have work to do on myself, is not getting sucked down that rabbit hole of trying to figure other people out or trying to convince them of shit. Like, if you believe something, man, leave it. You, 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 you go do you, man. Uh, I'm not saying I'm always right, but these conspiracy theorists are kind of at another level. And unfortunately, in this day and age, you have a president that's spreading more conspiracy theories, which are really not beneficial to anything. So when you when you, but when you see people that are these dug in like that, just tread careful or carefully around them. I'm not saying they're negative people, nor will they do anything bad to you. Uh, but as an empath, they will they will try to bring you down their rabbit hole, and it can be very exhausting and draining. And this podcast is all about how to live a better life and how to, you know, save your energy and preserve your energy from energy thieves. I'm not, I'm, I don't even really think conspiracy theorists try to change or steal your energy, to be honest with you, but they're pretty good at making you exhaust yours. So with that in mind, uh, I just wanted to put that out there. So stay the hell away from going down the rabbit hole with conspiracy theorists. For impasse, it can be particularly draining and you don't want that. So that is my message for you for today. Um, make sure to keep that tin foil hat packed in your backpack or your, your, the trunk of your car when you can. And it'll probably save you from people and the government reading your brainwaves. Insert extreme sarcasm. That's it for today. Take it easy. Talk to you guys later. Thanks again for tuning in to The Everglow, chronicling my life as an empath as I travel the globe. Check us out on Instagram at N-E-I-L-B-H-A-R-T-I-A for more photos related to this and other podcasts.